Patchwork Heart Ministry is committed to sowing hope into broken hearts by helping young people encounter the love of Jesus Christ and His Catholic Church through prayer, storytelling, and media initiatives. We invite you to prayerfully consider supporting this mission financially. Mail your tax-deductible donation to Patchwork Heart Ministry at P.O. Box 563, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, zip code 53147. Or visit patchworkheart.org to donate online. That's Patchwork Heart Ministry, P.O. Box 563, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, 53147. Or online at patchworkheart.org. Welcome to the Sewing Hope Podcast. This is a show all about implanting hope in our hearts. I'm Bill Snyder, joined by my friend Ann DeSantis. We're glad you're here for our uplifting conversation about faith and how it sustains our hearts through all the seasons of life. Thanks for walking with us. And good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Sewing Hope Podcast. I am Bill Snyder. This is Sewing Hope, and as always, I am joined by my friend Ann DeSantis. It's another wonderful uh, morning here in Wisconsin anyway. It's a little cold and foggy, but uh, no matter, we are still uh, pressing on here through the fog and uh, bringing you a great show. So uh, good morning, Ann, and how are you uh, this morning? As she unmutes, uh, there we are. I am amazing today. Good to be here. <laughs> very good, Ann, very good. And uh, I know we have a wonderful guest with us as well, so... Why don't you talk to us about our great guest? I will. And we have with us John Watchhorn. He is uh, from Pennsylvania, as I am too. And uh, he is 25-year-old, cradle Catholic, grew up in Frenchtown, New Jersey. He was homeschooled his entire life with his four other siblings and went to college for theology at DeSales University in Allentown, PA and graduated in May of 2017. Since then, he's worked as a youth minister at two Catholic parish parishes, one in Southern Virginia and another in Central New Jersey. And he is currently working as an agent for New York Life. Welcome, John. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you guys so much for having me. It's a, it's a great pleasure. Yeah, great stuff. It really is. And um, my daughter, Elaine, says hello, of course, because you know her from DeSales University. That's a commonality there. And another commonality is that you were homeschooled as she was, too. And I know that when you go off to college, there's only a small percentage of students that actually experience what you did as a person who homeschooled all the way through, just as my daughters did, too. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's always it's always uh interesting having conversations with people who have that you know shared experience. Um, you know, because it's it's kind of a uh, interesting whenever you uh, talk with people who weren't homeschooled, you know, in college and stuff, and they'll always ask you stuff like, you know, was it was it a shock coming into college, like out of you know being homeschooled and everything? And then you know, I kind of get tired of answering the question with like, no, not really, you know. <laughs> but uh, but you know, when you have like those those homeschooled, you know, those other homeschooled people who have that experience. It's kind of nice just to like, you know, uh, just, you know, share that, share that bond. Um, you know, cause obviously there is a difference going into college after being homeschooled, but you know, it's not as shocking as I feel a lot of people think it would be. 
Yeah, that's right. I know that what you just said, uh, Elaine probably echoed the same exact thing when she went off to college. <laughs> and, and she loved the sales, and I, I think you did too. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, she, she graduated in 2019. And uh, so now I also noticed from your bio that you got involved in Catholic ministry. Tell us about that. Yeah, so I mean, I guess um, I guess I'll kind of start um, a little bit before uh, I went into went into college and stuff. So you know, like like you said, I was a cradle Catholic my whole life. Um, you know, born and raised Catholic by a um, an Irish Polish mother, <laughs> um, and uh, so you know, strong strong Catholic roots there. And uh, my dad was a convert when he was um, younger, so he he you know had very strong you know. Catholic ties because of his conversion and everything. Um, but I guess, you know, I, growing up, I kind of like felt that I was called to serve in the church somehow. Um, and I didn't know how, uh, initially I was, uh, very seriously thinking about, um, priesthood when I was younger. Um, you know, and talked to my parent, my pastor about it a lot. Um, visited a couple of, um, of seminaries, uh, like in my senior year of high school and stuff. Um, but, you know, I kind of kind of discerned out of that and, uh, you know, just knew that I had to find some way to serve the church, though. So I, I knew that I, I was going to go to school for theology, but, um, you know, initially I didn't realize what I was going to you know use it for. So I was kind of just like at the sales for a while, just doing my theology degree, not really like knowing what I was going to use it for. Um, and then like a couple of years into it. Um, one of the priests on campus actually asked me to help form a uh, praise and worship group um, because I, I played guitar a little bit um, and I loved, you know, singing praise and worship. And uh, so I formed it together with a couple of other students um, and we just, you know, met uh, once a week to practice and then like had, you know, praise and worship once a month in uh, the chapel at the sales. And while we were doing that, one of the one of my other friends who like came to one of our praise and worship nights was saying, you know, I could really see you going into youth ministry. And and that's kind of what got me thinking about it, um, you know, because not only not only like what my friend said, but also like I heard a bunch of other people saying like, you know, oh, yeah, I'm going to go on to, to teach theology and philosophy in college and stuff. And I guess to me, I kind of felt like, well what about the high school kids? Like, I feel like they, they, they kind of end up getting left behind almost, um, you know, and, and I get it, you know, it's important to be teaching theology and philosophy in college. And that's awesome. Like some people have that, that calling and I respect them greatly for that. But for me, I felt, you know, high school is such an important formative time. And, you know, so many high school kids have those, you know, major questions about the faith and feel like, you know, that they can't really get good answers, I guess. Um, and, and I feel like they kind of end up being left behind because of that. Um, you know, and I felt that I, I was called to really, you know, work with that age group because, you know, I love, I love, you know, kind of like just acting like, I guess, an older brother almost in the faith to like, you know, the younger people. Um, and so I guess that's kind of what brought me into the idea of ministry. Um, and ever since then, I've just kind of loved uh, being involved as a youth minister um, and now, you know, no longer being a youth minister, just kind of like assisting at my parish in any way that I can, you know, in, in helping youth ministry to grow and flourish and develop. 
That's awesome. That's awesome. And uh, I'm sure you bring, uh, you know, your perspective too to a lot of students, you know, mainly the homeschooling perspective, the and even the the, the financial advisor perspective to to your you know students that you're helping. You know, uh, youth ministry is, you know, as you said, just so important, and it's a formative time for high school uh, students that they're probably pretty open to listening to your uh, your unique journey, right? I mean, I think that's part of so much of high school youth ministry is is sharing with young people. Uh, you know, high school age people that, you know, their their story and their journey and their walk with the Lord matters. And, and you know, you can do anything. And so maybe just share with us a little bit about, you know, I mean, how, how did you get into the, the the financial advisor stuff? I mean, was it was it something that you wanted to do? I mean, it's, you know, something that was like, oh, my gosh, you know, the, I, I feel God calling me to do this. Um, to tell us a little bit about that. Oh yeah, for sure. So I guess um, I, I kind of like first started looking at it back in uh, when was this twenty towards the end of twenty nineteen? I guess it was. Um, it feels so much longer ago because of what's happened in twenty twenty. But yeah. but uh, but I'm sure everyone can can understand that feeling. Um, but uh, but yeah. So like I guess back in like towards the end of twenty nineteen. Well, I'll I'll have to backtrack a little bit more. Sorry, but um. So early 2019, um, I started dating my uh, my current girlfriend, um, Mary, and uh, we we kind of like knew right away that we wanted to wanted to get married, um, you know, and and we were like talking about it, and we we came to you know the the conclusion of you know if we want to get married and want to raise a family, you know, I can't just stay on a youth minister's salary, unfortunately, um, because you know we we wanted to kind of like both have you know, similar desires for raising our families. Like we were both homeschooled growing up. Um, you know, both of our, our moms were stay at home moms and, you know, we both kind of like wanted that for our kids in the future. And so, you know, realizing that I would have to, you know, get a, get a different job that would allow for, you know, a higher income, uh, than, you know, like 30,000 a year, which is what I was making on youth ministry. Um, you know, we, we started looking at different possibilities and, you know, we threw around the idea of me going back to school, but we were like, I don't know if that's, that's smart, you know, trying to end up getting into more debt in order to try and, you know, figure out our problem didn't exactly seem like the most appealing solution. Um, so we kind of just like started looking for jobs that, um, you know, had decent income potential, uh, but I wouldn't have to go back to school for, um, and, you know, life insurance kind of came up because I, I obviously have this, you know, this desire still to, to help people. Um, and life insurance seemed like kind of a good, I, compromise isn't the right word, but like kind of like a good happy medium between, you know, ministry almost and, you know, just, just having something where I could get, you know, more income. Um, and so... I started looking into it because, um, you know, the, the idea of giving, helping people to have like, you know, peace of mind is, is you know, huge. Um, and so I guess uh, I, I started looking towards the end of 2019, didn't find anything in life insurance. Um, so I just kind of like stuck with what I was doing for a while um, and then COVID hit. So everything kind of just like went down uh, in terms of my, my search. Um, 
but like during COVID, I found New York Life, the company that I'm working with now. Um, and I was just reading up on them and like learning about them. And they, and they just seemed like such a good fit and like, you know, just a way by which I could help people, um, you know, to be financially safe and to, you know, take care of their families and, um, you know, just, just a good opportunity. Uh, and so I, I started, you know, doing the application process and everything, got a call, had like two or three interviews over the phone. Um, they ended up taking me on. Um, but because COVID had everything shut down, I had basically a, a four month period where I was studying for my, uh, my life insurance exam, but I wasn't able to take it um, because the testing centers were shut down. Um, so it wasn't really until like uh, September of, the, of 2020, the end of September that I actually started working with them. And I just, I absolutely love it because, you know, the, the people that I talk with, the opportunities that I have to just, you know, get to know them and, you know, get to know their families and, you know, just assist them in any way that I can. Um, and I guess like the, there's, there's a Bible passage that I actually, you know, think of in terms of, you know, discussing life insurance with people. It's um, the one parable that Jesus gives in the Gospel of Luke when he talks about, um, you know, the, the rich man who had a good harvest from his land and, like, decided that he was going to build up, you know, bigger barns so that he could store his harvest. And then God says to him, you know, basically you fool, you're, you're going to die tonight. And then, you know, he passes away with like all that just kind of in his wake. And I guess the one thing that I kept thinking about when I read that passage in light of, you know, like what I'm doing now is like, well, did the man have, you know, a family? Did he have, you know, a wife and children who are now like just kind of like destitute because of his foolishness? So I guess I started thinking about, you know, how we have kind of a duty um, to our family, not only in our current you know life but also when we you know pass on you know if, if we want to really take care of our families and make sure that they're not struggling um then you know we really have to kind of take it seriously and like look at the different you know options in how we can you know provide for them even from beyond the grave i guess so yeah what a great uh story uh and and what a great outlook i think i think um a lot of young people uh in in college high school i i, I hope we'll listen to this episode uh, because um, what you've just shared with us, I think is really, really insightful for them and um, you know, really well balanced. I I think when you start uh, discerning with somebody that you want to spend a future with and you, you know, look at um, how that's going to happen and what you're going to do, uh, and and figure out the plan of how to get there with the Lord in it is a is a huge huge leg up on the rest of the world. I think a lot of young people just drift. Uh, they're they're you know tied to their smartphones. They're laughing at you know funny videos on YouTube, um, and they're and they're not really invested in the planning of their future and what that looks like. And so I, I just really commend you for all of the great uh, work that you have put into discerning that because it's a discernment process. 
and Absolutely. you know, and and the Lord really led you through that discernment process. And you know, I mean, that's a beautiful thing to recognize and look at. And I, and I'm sure your clients that you have through New York Life, you know, I mean, you're even bringing the gospel into that. And are you are you bringing it, you know? outright like you know you're probably not evangelizing you know people you know, over the phone as you're talking to them but but the reality is is you're bringing the lord into that situation with that in the back of your mind like okay i i want to help people not be foolish i want to help people have that financial security i want to help families grow uh so that they're not struggling and that they're not destitute and that's a beautiful 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 mission uh, to recognize that and and know that, you know, this is such a great example of the Lord working in powerful ways through just ordinary uh, circumstances. And that is so commendable for you. So, so thank you for sharing the story. Oh, for sure. Thank you. Yeah, I guess like one of the one of the other big things for me now, um, you know, is that I'm excited for is the fact that like this year is, um, you know, the year of St. Joseph. Uh, and, you know, it, it's just exciting thinking like, okay, well, I'm just like basically starting this new career with, you know, St. Joseph, the patron of workers and, you know, of men, um, you know, just, just kind of watching my back, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. And I, I love your story. And I think, what what's speaking in into my heart is that your intentions are so good with what you are doing and you know it means a lot when we're talking about people's livelihoods finances insurance anything like that uh when when the, when the person that you're dealing with has good intentions and uh and you know when you tell that story about about the lord and about the the rich young man i mean that says a lot about what's really important about life, about the future, and about taking care of the people that we care about. So I just want to thank you as well. So take us on a journey then from the time of, say, last year up until now. As you said, it's been a little different, right, this past year, and and kind of what you're doing right now and, and what your um, your visions are for the future. Absolutely. Yeah, I guess... Um... Whew, last year, let's think. Um, I guess kind of the major major thing, you know, that was going on with me, like kind of at the start of last year, like I said, I was kind of looking around for for new work. Um, ideally, you know, working in in life insurance and stuff. Um, and I guess you know the the one thing, the one realization that I really came to in the first couple months of 2020 was that the realization that um, you know in thinking about marriage and in, in trying to like start preparing myself for, you know, working towards marriage. Um, the, the major, I guess if I were to just boil it down into one word, it would just be sacrifice, you know, like, like that's the biggest thing is that, you know, I didn't necessarily want to start looking for a new job. I was comfortable in youth ministry and I really enjoyed doing what I was doing, but I knew that if I was going to, have a future, you know, with, with my girlfriend and, you know, look at raising a family, uh, with her, then I would have to, you know, be willing to sacrifice what I would prefer to do, um, in, in favor of what I had to do, I guess. Um, cause you know, uh, 
just just you know kind of thinking about you know the daily grind of you know something that wasn't you know youth ministry that I wasn't you know as you know super initially like super passionate about um you know it it was kind of a kind of a a, a daunting thought uh but i guess it that's what really helped me to grow a lot i guess is is realizing that it was it was it was sacrifice and i had to be willing to sacrifice um you know for my my the good of my my future family my future wife um i guess i started thinking about you know the the, the in in the bible um, I forget the exact passage, but I think it's from Corinthians when, when Paul says, um, you know, husbands love your wives as Christ loves the church. Um, and that's, that's kind of a passage that I've really taken to heart, um, because in order for, you know, husbands to love their wives as Christ loves the church, that means that we have to, you know, as, as men be willing to sacrifice and, you know, just basically give up our lives for the good of, you know, our, our bride, um, you know, and that and that's something that I feel like isn't isn't pushed enough in in the world today. That's why we have, in in my opinion, so many broken marriages. You know, we 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 have so few men who are willing to really live that out. Um, and and I think that you know it, like I said, that that's kind of the major thing that I was thinking about in the start of you know 2020. Just you know, sacrificing, getting my life in order you know, to, in, in order, in, in the correct order, I guess, you know, like, like focusing on God first and focusing on, you know, sacrificing in order to, you know, bring about, uh, you know, in, in, in order to, you know, have a, have a good future with, with, you know, my, my wife and my, my children in the future. Um, and I guess I started looking, especially to the example of St. Joseph, you know, one, one of the things that I, I hate is how, like people tend to think of like St. Joseph as just like kind of this, this elderly man who's like, kind of just like, you know, he builds chairs and like, that's about it. Like, I guess the, uh, uh, I forget who I heard this from, but the, uh, the more proper understanding of St. Joseph, like, like the Greek word that's used to describe him isn't like, you know, doesn't directly translate to carpenter. It's more like uh, the, the actual word is tecton, which is like, you know, basically like, a carpenter, a construction worker, a bricklayer, you know, he would cut down his own trees and like carry them to like his, his shop to work on them. It, it's like a very, you know, more, I guess, like masculine idea of, of St. Joseph um, than like is, is kind of shown or put forward really. Like he's, he's, I definitely believe that he was a lot younger than most people think. Um, because it doesn't make sense for God to put, you know, this, this frail elderly man in charge of, you know, his son and, you know, the blessed mother uh, to protect yeah. them. Um, so I guess I started, started thinking about my life in, in, in light of St. Joseph, you know, thinking of how can I, you know, just, just kind of plug away at work and, you know, sacrifice myself in order to, you know, help our family. And I guess like, you know, a, a big, like struggle obviously was when COVID hit and like everything got shut down. It was kind of like, you know, I had all these, all these plans for like building up, you know, my finances, getting to a good spot where, you know, I'd be able to get married and raise a family. And then, you know, all this happened and it was kind of like, okay, basically like half of America on, you know, uh, unemployment and stuff. And it was, it was ridiculous. And so I was like, 
just kind of getting close to falling into despair for a little bit, like kind of earlier on in 2020. But, you know, I just kept praying and, and knowing that God had a reason for all this and that, you know, he wanted me to just, you know, trust in him more. And he want, he was using this as an opportunity for me to, to grow and to, and to just, you know, trust in him. And I definitely think that throughout 2020, my spiritual life has grown a lot. Um, you know, both me and my girlfriend, we, we've like, you know, prayed, you know, talk more about our spiritual lives and, you know, where we want to be as, you know, a couple, um, you know, leading up to when we eventually do get married, um, you know, and, and just like talking about different aspects of our relationship and, and diving more deeply into it, um, both individually and, you know, as a couple. Um, and I think that God has really blessed me in, you know, throughout 2020 in just like helping me to, to grow beyond what I thought my limitations were. Um, you know, it's just through, through sacrifice, we can grow so much more than I think we, we realize, or we can grow so much more than, you know, the world would want us to believe. Um, and I guess like another, in terms of my actual uh, work with, with uh, New York Life, I guess one thing that that I've I've kind of like tied into my like the spiritual side of my life as well is you know as as a as a life insurance agent the grind can be really difficult sometimes like it can be hard to to you know get up in the morning you know go about your day calling people getting you know about a hundred no's for like two yeses <laughs> um, but that's the thing too, is that like the, the way that I kind of like tied into my spiritual life is like, you know, just the virtue of perseverance, you know, like, like you need, you need perseverance in order to be good at life insurance sales. And you also need perseverance just in your daily life, you know? And, and I started listening to, um, I forget what his name is, but he's, he's someone from decided excellence Catholic media, who I think was, was on your guys' show before. Um, and they, they, they talk about how, um, in sales, you need to basically have a virtuous life in order to be successful, yeah. uh, which I absolutely love because it's, it's so true. You know, like, like I've noticed that the, what, the days that I'm the most successful as a life insurance agent is, are the days where I like take my prayer life and my spiritual life a bit more seriously. Uh, which is just just awesome because you know it it helps me to realize you know that how interconnected everything is to our spiritual life. Like I think everything, including our our finances and just you know personal situations, are so much more deeply connected to our spiritual life than people would ever you know imagine. Um, yeah, sorry. I guess if if I was rambling on a little bit there, that's that's kind of like where I am you know right now with uh, with everything. No, it's great. Yeah, it really is. I mean, and, and I think it draws a picture of you and your heart. Um, our hearts are so important and why our, our motivations and why we do things. And, and I think when people decide to work with someone like yourself and, you know, as you said, our finances are an important part of, of the future and in protecting our families, right? And when somebody trusts you enough to, for your advice, for your help, uh, that says a lot about you. And, and I think that um, based on knowing you, based on what you're telling us, I mean, I think that you are 
the perfect person for people to come to with those questions. Um, so tell us, you know, somebody might be listening right now and thinking, you know, I would like to speak to him about things. I would like to talk about how I can organize my future better regarding insurance, regarding money. Uh, so what would be some of those initial steps that you would have to take with them? Um, I guess initially, I mean, in, in terms of like, you know, talking with them one-on-one uh, -on -one and stuff, I guess initially what I'd be telling them is, you know, uh, if if you're if the person's married be like you know look your your wife and kids you know they're they're dependent on you they rely on you to help them to to live you know uh comfortably um like what what, what would happen to you, to them if you you know god forbid were to just you know walk down the street and get hit by a bus or something you know like you you don't want you know the one of one of the uh, sorry uh, one of the the quotes that New York Life uh, uses, which is my favorite quote that we use, is um, you know love takes action, um, which I love. Uh, one one of our one of our commercials that we have kind of like goes through the four different types of love that the Greeks would talk about, um, and you know in saying that love takes action, we need to realize that. Part of our actions that we have that that we do now are going to reverberate, you know, in for years to come in ways that we might not even realize. So, in order to fully, you know, love our families, we need to do whatever we can to provide for them, not only now but into the future. Um, so, you know, I guess in terms of in terms of like you know talking about just their financial goals and financial well-being is like you know where do you see yourself in five years where do you see yourself in 10 years you know where do you see your family in five years where do you see your family in 10 years you know like like just ask them you know what what is your goal for you know your family what is your goal for their well-being you know do you do you have um you know expenses that you need to have taken care of in the event of your death um you know, we, we don't want to leave our family, you know, suffering financially when we when we eventually die, you know, like they're already going to be suffering, um, you know, emotionally from from our loss. Uh, so we don't want to, like, make things more burdensome on them when we eventually die. Um, but, but I guess also the thing is, is that, you know, we don't want to uh, make it so that they have to you know, struggle immediately after we're gone and stuff. Like we want to make sure they're taken care of at least for a little while. Um, and I guess the other thing too, is that like, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to go down the route of, you know, preaching the, the prosperity gospel or anything. Um, but, uh, you know, God does want us to be, you know, safe. He wants to be happy. And like, obviously I'm not going to say that, you know, God has the same plan for every single person, like in terms of like their, their financial journey or anything. But I will say that I, I do believe that, you know, God gives us a responsibility with, um, you know, not only with our families, but also with our financial goods. Uh, you know, I, I think of, you know, the, the parable of the talents, you know, like what God gives us, he entrusts us and he, you know, 
we're, we're meant to to use what is given to us in this life to bring about his greater glory. And one of the things that I, I keep thinking about is, you know, how, you know, we want, like, like for me personally, one of my financial dreams is to be able to like, you know, eventually be well enough off financially that I can end up making or founding like some sort of, you know, organization to aid you know, people who have been caught up in human trafficking, you know, eight survivors of that, like that, that's a dream for me and a goal for me. Um, and I guess like, that's, that's something that I think about is that if I end up getting to the point financially where I'm able to do that, and I don't do it, then I've squandered my, you know, my time on earth that God has entrusted to me. And, you know, that, that's something that I guess, I guess to, to wrap up this, this rambling, <laughs> rambling, answer to your question um i would just say you know what you know financial uh what 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 has god blessed you with financially and and how do you want to grow that and how do you want to use that in order to bring about you know his honor and glory in this world yeah that's a good answer and I don't think it was long and drawn out because as you were talking, I was really thinking about what you were saying, and I'm sure that that others are too. And uh, and I, I really do wish you the best with those dreams that you have because I know that your dreams are not just about you. I mean, and they're not just about um, even your family. It sounds like you have a dream to really uh, do the mission that God has for you for, for others. And as you said, with this... Uh, a goal to try and help those affected by human trafficking. So I think that's a wonderful thing and I uh, definitely will keep you in my prayers. Uh, you know, and you talked about uh, that at a young age, I mean, you've always been a person of faith and um, I think you're a very good example to younger people too. And sometimes when we're thinking about the future and our goals, you know, including the fact that, yes, we need to be good stewards. Isn't that so important? Would you have any words of advice to college age or people that are younger than you about thinking about things like, you know, maybe I really should start thinking about being a better steward of the uh, the gifts that God has given me, namely, you know, the income that we're bringing in and how we are taking care of not only ourselves, but others. Yeah, absolutely. I guess one of the, the major things, and hopefully this, this doesn't come across as a knock to, to any other, you know, Catholics or Christians who, who have this mentality, but one thing that I've noticed is a fairly kind of rampant um, mentality for, for a lot of, you know, young Catholics and young Christians is this idea of, oh, well, you know, if we're going to struggle financially, it'll be fine. God will take care of us. And, and it's true. God does provide. But at the same time, you know, because of the fact that he has made us stewards of this earth, he has also given us the responsibility to also, you know, work to provide for things for ourselves. But the thing is, too, is that, like, it's not just a responsibility, but it's also a real honor and privilege when you, like, sit down and think about it. Because, you know, there's there's this term... Uh, I forget where, like, I first heard it, but um, a similar term was used by Tolkien, who wrote Lord of the Rings. Um, he said that God allows us to be co-creators with him, um, which is amazing. And and 
financially that applies as well. You know, like we're, he doesn't, God doesn't just, you know, plop us down in this world and give us, you know, like all the finances that, you know, we could ever need. He's kind of just like, okay, here you are. Here's what I want you to do. Work with it. And I think that's so beautiful because, you know, he allows us to work alongside him in bringing about his plans for the world. Um, I guess, I guess the, the one quote that I always think of, I've, I've heard, I forget who exactly it came from because I've heard people say St. Augustine. I've heard people say St. Ignatius, but either way, I'm just going to say the quote and whoever gets the credit, you know, <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's this quote that's, that goes, um, work as, as, as if everything depends upon you and pray as if everything depends upon God. Um, and ever since I've heard that quote, I've kind of tried to take it to heart because it's very true. Like, you know, we can, we can pray all we want and, you know, we can just be on our knees 24 seven, but if we don't get up and do the work that God has set forward for us to do, then it's, it's a waste of time. You know, it's just essentially paying God lip service. You know, if, if we're, if we're praying to him, but not acting upon those prayers, then what are we doing essentially is, is, is what I, I think of in terms of, you know, just, just the modern idea of how Christians and Catholics generally tend to approach, you know, finances. Um, and I guess, you know, if I were to say like there, there was any one or two major things that I would just suggest to people like either my age or a little bit younger in terms of like, you know, both their spiritual life and their financial life, I would say, you know, that exact quote, praise of everything depends upon God and work is of everything depends upon you, you know, like, like, don't, don't give up, you know, don't, I know it's so much easier to just kind of like sit back and be like, well, everything's going to work out somehow, you know, like that's, that's not what we're supposed to do. Like we're, we're supposed to work and, and bring about God's glory. Yeah. Um, you know, through whatever means he's called us to do it. Yeah. No, you're, you're so spot on, John. And as uh, we, we kind of reach the end of the episode, I want to ask you, uh, you know, if there are people out there listening to this uh, and we, and we do have quite a few with us live and I know we'll have quite a few with us uh, on demand. Uh, you know, how, how can people get in touch with you? Are you allowed to, you know, share with us um, how people can get in touch with you as an agent so that, um, you know, people that are listening to this might be able to, you know, use you, support you, uh, and, and also, you know, as a, as a good Catholic, just be able to relate to you, um, in their, in their journey to secure their families financially. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, well, uh, I'm more than happy to, um, to give people, you know, my, uh, my email address. Um, it is, sorry, give me one second. I work one that I don't know off the top of my head yet, <laughs> but, uh, but, um, make me just one second. Sorry. No, um, it's all good. yeah. So like I, uh, I have, I have my work email that I'm just pulling up now and it is, uh, J Watchhorn. So J W A T C H O R N at F T dot newyorklife.com and uh on top of that i also have a um a a facebook page uh that i actually just started recently for my um my new york life uh work 
and the the name of that one is just John Watchhorn, comma New York Life Agent. Um, and I, I post on there, you know, maybe two or three times a week, trying you know keep people updated on what's going on, and like just have articles on you know different financial stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, you know, uh, that's that's yeah. I mean, if people want to reach out to me, I'm more than happy to talk to them, whether it's about finances, spiritual life, whatever. Like I'm I'm all ears. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for being with us today. I'm uh, I'm really excited about your story. I'm excited about your mission. I think you're just going to do great things. So I really appreciate it. And, 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 you know, giving people hope, uh, you know, amidst the pandemic, I mean, you're, you know, you're sowing a lot of hope. And that's what we do here, uh, giving people hope uh, for their future, ensuring that, you know, there isn't going to be, you know, a disaster amongst their families. I mean, this is what you're doing. And so just thank you so much for, um, you know, really, really, uh, sharing with us your story, your mission and, uh, and, and your calling, because it's such a, it's such a great story. And I hope a lot of people do reach out to you. I hope a lot of people get in touch with you, um, you know, just to talk about how they can best plan their, their, their futures, because, uh, it, it is an important thing to think about. Uh, it is important for Catholics to think about that. Uh, and so, and so thank you so much for taking the time to, to, to be with us today and really, really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. It's my pleasure. Yeah, I agree. I just want to say the same thing. Really, John, you were a very good guest. Um, so thank you for sharing your story. And uh, I really do wish you all the best and hope that you can come back to Sewing Hope sometime. Oh, that would be, that would be awesome. I, I've really enjoyed sitting here and talking with you guys. Awesome stuff. Well, folks, uh, we thank you for tuning in to us this morning and uh, keep uh, all of our guests in mind as you scroll through the archives and their great work that they do. But until next time, from all of us at Patchwork Heart Ministry, the Fiat Ministry Network and St. Raymond Anatas Foundation, I'm Bill Snyder. Keep beating to your Catholic heart and sowing hope into broken hearts. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sowing Hope on Patchwork Heart Radio. For more information about this podcast and our ministries, visit our websites, patchworkheart.org and andesantis.com. You can also follow and interact with us on Twitter at PWHMinistry or andesantis2. Patchwork Heart Ministry is committed to sowing hope into broken hearts by helping young people encounter the love of Jesus Christ and His Catholic Church through prayer, storytelling, and media initiatives. We invite you to prayerfully consider supporting this mission financially. Mail your tax-deductible donation to Patchwork Heart Ministry at P.O. Box 563, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, zip code 53147, or visit patchworkheart.org to donate online. That's Patchwork Heart Ministry, P.O. Box 563, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, 53147, or online at patchworkheart.org.